This episode is brought to you by JScreen. Help prevent cancer and genetic diseases in your family. JScreen now offers CancerGen, a state-of-the-art test that analyzes the BRCA genes and over 60 other cancer susceptibility genes. This test can be life-saving. And JScreen's ReproGen test screens for over 200 genetic diseases such as Tay-Sachs and cystic fibrosis. Genetic testing for reproductive risk can save your baby's life. Both tests are done confidentially from the comfort of your home on saliva and telehealth genetic counseling is included. Visit jscreen.org to request your screening kit and claim $50 off either of these tests, Reprogen or CancerGen, with the code JLP50 at checkout at jscreen.org. Offer expires 12 2021 and applies to those residing in the U.S. This episode is brought to you by Meet to Marry. If you're sick of attracting the wrong people, wasting time on dead-end relationships, and wondering how other areas of your life can be so great while your dating life is so, well, uh, disappointing, then it's time to try a radically new approach to call in the loving, lasting, healthy relationship of your dreams. Start doing that today by signing up for the free masterclass, the five powerful shifts to quit attracting the wrong men and finally summon your soulmate at meettomary.com forward slash Jewish love masterclass. That's meettomary.com forward slash Jewish love masterclass. Jewish Money Matters episode 210, Got Light, a message of Jewish pride this Hanukkah. You're listening to Jewish Money Matters, the podcast where Jewish wisdom and spirituality meet your money and your business. Money is a means to serve God in this world with joy, to build a life that leaves an imprint way beyond our time in this world. I want you to discover the secrets to Jewish wealth, to gain practical and spiritual tools to break free from the shackles of financial worry to design the joyful, rich life that your soul desires. Welcome to Jewish Money Matters. I'm Yael Trush, and I'm so glad you're here. You're listening to Jewish Money Matters. I'm Yael Trush, your host. Welcome to the show, Monday, November 29th, the 25th day of the month of Kislev, first day of Hanukkah, 5782. How fun. I mean, it's only been one night, and I'm already exhausted, ladies. We came back from a beautiful trip to Austin, Texas, by the way. What a city. Who's in Who's in Austin here? Tell me, because I want to go. I'll go see you. I want to go back. I absolutely loved it. Um, and we came right back, right on time, you know, uh, for Hanukkah, for the Hanukkah excitement. I, I forgot how intense Hanukkah is in a really good way. <laughs> if you follow me on Instagram, which I hope you do, you may have caught my stories with last night's Hanukkah menorah parade. It's such an awesome event every year put together by Chabad Lubavitch of Texas, um, of Houston. And my goodness, do they do a good, great job. It's hands down my favorite Hanukkah event every year. Tons of cars in a parade with their menorahs on the roof of the cars, escorted by police and firefighters all throughout the whole city, blasting Jewish music. I mean, it is a sight. Talk about Persumenisa, right? Publicizing the miracle. It's just something to see. Lots and lots of fun. Um, we always participate in the parade. Um, and, you know, it's just great to wave to people around the town. It's just really beautiful. And we ended up the parade down at City Hall, where my son was performing in a Jewish boys choir during the public menorah lighting at City Hall before we came to light our own menorah at home. <laughs> and of course, tonight we have more Hanukkah events. So expect me to be completely exhausted and with bloodshot eyes in every picture. I mean, I, I can't manage without sleep anymore, ladies. I you know, I just I, I get really, I get really very wired by all the adrenaline. And 
even if I go to sleep late because I have all these things going on, then it's then it's really hard for me to sleep. Anyone have tips for me on sleep? I mean, I read, I drink sleepy time tea, I journal, I stay off my phone. Please share some good sleeping habit tips for me. I could use them. Anyway, today I have a great message, um, really timely. Um, I wish it wasn't timely, but um, you know, it, it's a re- it's a replay from a a recording I did uh, for you guys three years ago based on a piece that I wrote three years ago for my newspaper column in the Jewish Herald Voice. And it was inspired by a terrible anti-Semitic attack in Jersey City, New Jersey. I don't know if you remember, we've had so many of those since, unfortunately, that it's kind of hard to keep track. Sadly, yes, things have gotten, you know, not haven't gotten better um, since. And I thought, you know, it's important for me to share this message with you once again. It's just a really good reminder. We gotta, we have to work on ourselves and, you know, really internalize the message of Hanukkah and apply it. So I thought this would be amazing for you guys today. Expect a few more Hanukkah-inspiring messages throughout the week. And here's today's message titled, God Light. begin with a story that is told and it's a true story about a Hasid in Russia by the name of Reb Peretz Hain. And for the purpose of this article, I actually left those details out and I just made it more succinct. But the story is told by Reb Peretz is of him and other Jews meeting secretly in a dark cellar in communist Russia and having what's called a Febrengen. They were discussing um, uh, ideas of their service of God, ideas of Judaism, etc. And the candles were flickering until, of course, they expire and they were still singing Jewish melodies and, and discussing words of Torah, sharing, etc. And they didn't mind. They were in the dark, in the cold, didn't mind. Their light and their warmth were really just, they were all internal. Then there was a knock and another of their comrades, their friends, descends the cellar stairs. And he says, it's too dark in here. And the other ones say, just wait. Soon your eyes will get used to the darkness. And suddenly, Reb Peretz realized a most powerful and timely lesson. Getting used to the darkness. That's precisely the problem. That's the problem that we're all facing. Why am I telling you this story? After the anti-Semitic attack in Jersey City, in New Jersey, just a week ago, pretty much, someone at our Shabbat table questioned our families and others, other families, quote-unquote chutzpah, to be so openly Jewish. The black coat, the tzitzit hanging from the sides, the kippot, it's putting us all at risk by drawing too much attention to the fact that we're Jewish. That's what this person objected. In his estimation, by allowing my children to walk in the streets this way, not only was I putting our lives in danger, but that of other Jews as well. And besides, aren't we scared, he said. It's really puzzling to hear rhetoric rhetoric of a pre-Holocaust Germany in 2020 America, especially after everything that has happened since. But regardless, I kept thinking, how do I respond to this claim? Am I really putting my families and other Jews' lives in danger by living Jewishly, openly, and unapologetically? 
Are my children and I scared to live openly as Jews? And my response is simple. It all depends on how you define life. Now, let me tell you a story. In 1927, the sixth Lubavitcher Rebbe, Rabbi Yosef Yitzhak Schneerson, was arrested by the Jewish branch of the Soviet Communist Party, which was responsible for anti-Jewish activities. A very sad situation. But anyway, this branch of the Communist Party, um, made up of Jews, um, they were frustrated at the Rebbe's unwavering determination to continue his religious activities, which... As many of you might know, these activities really spread across the remotest parts of the country. The Rebbe was not derailed. Um, He wasn't scared by the communists. And during this arrest, one of the agents pointed a gun at him, at the Lubavitcher Rebbe, and said, this little toy has made many a man change his mind. The Lubavitcher Rebbe calmly replied, that toy can intimidate a man with two gods and one world. I, on the other hand, have one God and two worlds. In 1948, Golda Meir arrived at her country of birth as Israel's first ambassador to the Soviet Union. The visit coincided with Rosh Hashanah. Word got out that she would be in Moscow's choral synagogue on the Holy Day. Close to 50,000 Jews showed up. As she attempted to leave amidst the tumult and the fanfare, an older gentleman shouted, Goldenu, Leben Zolstu, Golda, you shall live. Pardon my Yiddish, I really don't speak Yiddish. She was taken aback, and apparently, according to her her book, where she her memoir, she she thought and she finally blurted out in Yiddish. Thank you for remaining Jews. And I'm not even going to attempt to say that in Yiddish, although I have it written down. But anyway, so she says to them that those were her words. Her words were, thank you for remaining Jews. This is what she's saying to the Jews in Russia in 1948. Ladies, if we are here today in 2020, it is not because there are those before us who died as Jews. Rather, it is because there are those before us who lived as Jews. And the question that I ask you is this one. We may be comfortable living as Americans, as French, as Germans, whatever we are. But are we as comfortable living as Jews? It's almost Hanukkah. And Hanukkah centers around lighting the menorah outside our homes or by the window, specifically making our light visible to the outside world. That is the Jewish law. The Jewish law is to light outside of the home or by the window so that it's actually visible from the outside. Moreover, the word Hanukkah, as I said earlier, is connected to the Hebrew word for education, chinuch. This year, ladies, let's listen to what the flames are trying to teach us, the flames of our Hanukkah menorah. They ask, have you gotten so used to this darkness that you think it's normal? Are you a beacon of light today in 2020 America or wherever you may be? Do you teach your children how to be a light or do you teach them to dim their light? The Hanukkah lights tell us, if you live your life being a light, giving over your light to the world, you will not live in the dark and the world around you won't either. So ladies, there you have it. Lots to think about and lots to implement this Hanukkah. 
I hope that your homes are filled with light this Hanukkah and that remember that it is with your inner light and that light that radiates from every Jewish home based on Jewish values that you will be able to influence our entire world until the day when the entire world will be completely, completely illuminated with godly light. Have a happy Hanukkah.